Hey, Father Anthony, how are you, man? I'm okay. Uh, just uh, kind of hanging out on my day off, but my days off are kind of like my days on <laughs> nowadays. It's very weird. <laughs> the world is turned upside down. Um, we all need a little bit of consistency here. We've been trying to bring people joy throughout this uh, last couple of weeks by doing an, uh, our regular podcast, but also bonus content, which obviously this falls under. And most of the time it's been silly and dumb because that's what people expect. But also, I, I, I do real people work as well. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to just bring some normalcy to you guys' lives by praying the stations with you. Um, obviously, it's a thing that we do as Catholics on Fridays during Lent. And I think a lot of people just kind of do them because we because we do them, and we've always done them. Uh, but Father Anthony, why do we pray the stations on Fridays in Lent? And like, not just okay, but just Jesus died on Friday. That's not what I'm asking. Like, what? Like, what? What's in it for me? Why do we? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this is a really, really old tradition. Uh, basically, fairly soon after uh, Jesus Christ suffering, death, resurrection, Christians would would walk the way he walked to the cross in Jerusalem. So they would just kind of walk and pray because there's this desire to kind of walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, to um, experience in a small way what he experienced. And that's just kind of, it was kind of an intuition from early Christians. So they would really walk the path in Jerusalem to Calvary and they would pray with it. So the original stations of the cross were kind of the actual stations of the cross. But the thing is, not everyone in medieval times, can make it all the way to Jerusalem to walk the Stations of the Cross. So they adapted it and would use art and imagery and uh, would either walk around the church or just kind of made their own stations to, in a spiritual way, kind of be there in Jerusalem with the Lord uh, during his his passion. So that's kind of where it developed out of, that not everyone can make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, but at least now everyone spiritually can kind of make a, a pilgrimage on these stations. So the church, what you're saying is the church was ahead of the times because uh, not everybody could go to Jerusalem. So we spiritually had to go to our churches to pray together to pretend like we were in Jerusalem. Right. So now here you are on YouTube spiritually pretending to be in your church where you were pretending to be in Jerusalem. This is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really didn't think about that, but that's, that's pretty right on the money. Yeah, exactly. Early Christians, I'm going to pray right here. That's the rock that Jesus fell on. There's a little bit of blood there. You know, modern Christians. I'm going to go to my church where there are beautiful stations. You literally have a picture of the crucified Jesus behind you. It's like a great thing to pray. Now we're all looking at it through computer screens. Like my wife was attending mass on in the carpet, like sitting sitting down on the carpet, kind of like quasi laying down on the carpet in our guest room. And I walked in and I was like, hey. Could you uh, could you make lunch for me? Like it's like two thirty <laughs> in the afternoon. Our, our lives are crazy. There's no. And she was like, "I'm in mass," and I'm like, "I'm sorry. I've never interrupted mass and asked you to make me dinner before." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so so uh, that that's good. That's that's some history of it that actually makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that. Um, uh, Christians have been finding ways to cop out of actually going places for years. We've been we've been prepared for this. Uh, but like, why why meditate on this? Yeah. So. Um, when we are baptized, we become part of the body of Christ. And in a mystical way in all of us, we live out the life of Christ. And we all have some sort of intuition of this, right? Because some days it feels like you're on the cross. Some days it feels like you're in the resurrection, just depending on what's going on in your life. But it's really Christ's life lived out through us. So there's this just Christian desire to enter into that. So one of the ways to enter into that 
is to meditate on the life of Christ. And we can do that in a thousand different ways. That's what we do when we pray the rosary. We enter into the life of Christ when we pray the mysteries of the rosary. And we do the same thing uh, in different instances when we do um, the stations of the cross. So it's just kind of a way to learn more or, or like um, if I were to uh, follow you around work all day, Taylor, I would have a better idea of who you were as a person. If I were to be a radio host for a little while, I would like, oh, I kind of get a little bit more what Taylor's doing. So this is a deeper way of doing that with Jesus Christ, if that makes sense. And then you would understand why I yell so much. I think I would. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, essentially what we're going to do is we're going to pray these together. And uh, there are, are tons of versions out there. And I, I know a lot of times, like... I. <clears throat> It's an interesting thing because it's like the whole make Catholicism fun again. A lot of times that's just like let's just be silly and have fun, but also it's like let's 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 do something, let's freshen things up, let's do something a little bit new. And like for me, like every time I would pray the stations, a lot of times it was like geared towards older people because I mean obviously you're gearing to your primary demographic. It's mostly older people who are going to the church and doing stations. Um, a lot of times it was like old English, which I'm not a fan of, you know. Um, but but even then it was a geared towards towards adults. So. A decade ago, when I was twenty, this is wild. It's like literally almost a decade ago since I since I written these. And uh, we, my, a friend and I, we were working in college ministry, and we wanted to gear these towards a college audience uh, because we were li- like we literally did the stations we're about to pray. We did them as live stations around our campus like you know you were talking about like simulating jesus walking around like we literally walked around our campus mm-hmm. you know and, and did a live station people know what that is right um but it was geared towards like college age young adult age um and then we we've used them for for high school kids before in parishes so um it's it's cool like like just two kids in college wrote these and people have used them in parishes across across the nation and i haven't really done all that much with them um and i haven't really prayed them that often in the last few years. Um, so I am looking forward to actually praying through these again with you. Um, so if you, if you guys want to follow along with the text, you can, um, I will, I will link it down in the description, down in, uh, the bio of this, of this video. Um, but other than that, uh, father and I are just going to pray these. We invite you guys to pray with us as, as we move forward. All right. Uh, priest, I believe you're the one who starts prayers. Would you like to begin us? <laughs> I am the one who starts prayers. All right. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please join us in, an, in our opening prayer and act of contrition. Oh, my God, my Redeemer, behold me here at your feet. From the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry for all my sins, because by them I have offended you who are infinitely good. I will die rather than offend you again. The first station, Jesus is condemned to death. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. Standing before Pilate, Jesus, the ultimate judge, is being put on trial for crimes he did not commit. Look at how dignified he remains amidst the false claims. The crowds who just a week earlier welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem with praise and shouts of Hosanna now clamor for his death. How must he have felt? They have turned on him so quickly. How often have I praised and welcomed Jesus into my life at one moment and so quickly turned my back on him the next? Pilate understands the predicament he is in. He finds no fault in Jesus, but the people are insistent on his death. He begins by standing up for Jesus, but the consistent pestering of the crowds chisel away at him until he finally gives in to the pressure. 
How often have I done the same exact thing by putting my own reputation and desires before those of God or others? Lord Jesus, help me to stay calm when wrongly accused. Stay focused on you no matter the circumstances and find my ultimate joy in following your will for my life. The second station, Jesus carries his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When Christ carries the cross, he carries you and me and all of humanity from the dawn of creation up to the present and through the future. He embraced the cross, the cross that would consummate his sacrifice to redeem the world. And as Christ assumed the cross for our salvation, we are called in the same way to deny ourselves, take up our cross, to unite our suffering with his and follow him in our journey into heaven. As we carry our cross, he is willing to carry us, uniting us to his sacrifice and renewing our strength to continue forward. The cross is the outward sign of our surrender to Christ. We live this when we deny ourselves and follow him. It is also a manifestation of victory in Christ who conquered sin and death by and through the cross. Lord Jesus, help me to always live in the victory that you brought through your passion. The third station, Jesus falls the first time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. After all the beating, whipping, mocking, and torment, Jesus eventually stumbles and falls to the ground. The wooden cross falls hard and the rough ground is unforgiving. His body is a mix of sweat, blood, and dirt. The king and creator of the world, who 33 years earlier had humbled himself to become a man, feels the human pain physically, the mental pain of betrayal and humiliation, and the spiritual pain of knowing that as his tormentors and the crowds beat and mock him, he is giving his life up for them. But just when you think he's going to give up with all the struggles, he rises to his feet, takes the cross, and presses forward. How many times have I given up when something seems to, not, uh, when something seems to be going wrong? Lord Jesus, I look to you to learn and receive the fortitude and strength I need to press forward in doing what I know you are calling me to do, especially when it is hard. I humbly admit that I cannot do it on my own, and I pray that I always seek your guidance and be willing to ask for help from you and your body here on earth while I am struggling. The fourth station, Jesus meets his mother. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. It is incomprehensible to try to understand the totality and fullness of the suffering Christ, the suffering Christ endured for us, and the complete misery of our Blessed Mother experienced in watching. One of the greatest moments of grief our Savior encountered on the path of his crucifixion was the sight of his sorrowful mother. An exchange of extreme hurt and sadness with floods of tears pierced the hearts of our Savior and Blessed Mother. Our mother was shattered and broken at the sight of her perfect son being tormented by our sin and the sin of the world. In the same way that she expressed great sorrow for her son, we too should imitate that sorrow for our sin that placed this cross on Jesus' back. Sin distorts the truth in our lives and in several ways brings sorrow and misery upon us and our brothers and sisters. How am I then called to act toward offenses against God? 
have I portrayed deep, sincere sorrow for our sins that nailed Christ to the cross. Lord Jesus, grant me the grace to trust that you are in control of not only my life, but of all creation. Help me to see Mary's example of trusting your divine plan, even when it looks hard and heartbreaking at times. Help me to trust you and to let you have your way. The fifth station, Simon of Cyrene helps Jesus carry his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus once said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It didn't seem too easy and light to Simon, who was pressed into service of a man he didn't know while going about his daily business. I often don't see how Jesus is making my burden light and easy. It seems that times are just as hard, just as often. But what can I learn from this situation? Would I rather have the burden and punishment of my sin that Jesus has taken off my shoulders or the burdens of stress I feel from, the time, from time pressure, school, work, family, or anything else that I so often complain about? Thank you, Jesus, for showing me that you didn't mean that my life will not present troubles, but that you remind us that you have taken and defeated the burden of my sin and offer me life and life more abundantly in following you. Lord Jesus, help me to mold my will with yours so that I can link my sufferings with yours and take joy in the toughest times in the fact that you are always with me until the end of the age. The Sixth Station Veronica Wipes the Face of Jesus We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Seraphia was deeply moved by the sight of Christ's agony that she offered her veil to bring relief to Jesus in the midst of his torture. She gave what she had in that exact moment. She wanted to see Christ to bless him as best as she possibly could. She put aside all fear and all human considerations as she broke through the crowds and fell prostrate before our Lord. In all that I have been given, have I blessed the Lord, even in suffering, as Seraphia did. In return of her fearless deed, she received back her veil to behold, imprinted on the face, the Son of Man. From then on, she earned her new name, Veronica, which means true image. As Christ imprinted his face on Veronica's veil, he does so in the depth of each of our hearts. Lord Jesus, help me to come to you in prayer, the Eucharist and your word, and leave with your image on my face and heart to share with all that I meet. The Seventh Station. Jesus Falls the Second Time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. All the physical strength in the world could not bear the load of carrying a cross the length of time that Jesus did after all the torture beforehand without eventually falling. Jesus is tired, hurting, and looks as though he's failing. The crowds had wanted a warrior messiah, one who would overthrow Rome and make Israel a powerful nation again. They wanted the messiah to put them in power and to be a militant leader. How could this man being publicly humiliated and murdered possibly be the messiah? To many, he is a failure. But who do you say that he is? Do you trust him? Trust that he, that he will return in three days, give you life, joy, love, peace? Do I love him for who he is? Or like the crowds, do I selfishly want him for the things he can give me? Lord Jesus, 
I recognize that you are showing that true power is not in physical strength, but in walking in your Father's will in faith. I ask that I may be more humble before you, love you for who you are, and put you and the needs of others before myself. Thank you that our strength does not lie in our physical or mental prowess, but that our strength comes from our Creator, protecting us with His rod and staff. The Eighth Station Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Compassion and sensitivity move the women in Jerusalem at the viewing of Christ's affliction to tears. Just outside the city is where most of the women gathered. Some of them who wept did not know Jesus at all, but it was out of their human pity that they cried. Some of them did not even believe in his divinity. They saw in Christ either an innocent man condemned to death or a criminal who was punished unjustly. But yet their humanity moved their hearts with compassion for Jesus. Have I expressed compassion and mercy for those around me who are suffering today? Lord Jesus, help me to be a vessel for change in the world for whose sufferings around me in, everyday, in my everyday life. Help me to notice the spiritual suffering and longing for you around me and be willing to help. The Ninth Station, Jesus Falls a Third Time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. It is almost the end. You can see Calvary's Hill up ahead. You're almost there. That place of destruction. That place of redemption. You know that you only have a little more to go, but you still fall. The weight of the world is bearing down on your shoulders even more. But with the knowledge that in a few hours you will say, It is finished. You rise up quicker than the previous falls and continue on your way with the power of patience, endurance, and trust, providing all you need to push forward and finish what you have started. Lord Jesus, give me opportunities to grow in patience, not only with you, but with all those that I encounter. Help me to grow in the gift of placing all my trust about my present and future in you. The Tenth Station Jesus is stripped of his garments. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. The last, the last disrobing of Christ was ever more painful than the first. It tore open new wounds and pulled flesh off his body, burning like fire. Christ then not only bore our sin, but he also bore our shame and humiliation as he was stripped completely naked. The shame and humiliation that Adam and Eve brought into the world through the fall was first understood in their nakedness. When sin entered into the world, Adam and Eve first saw, saw their nakedness and hid themselves from God. Christ's crucifixion was going back into that garden to replace what was stolen, our ability to be unashamed, our ability to confess our sin, wrongdoings, and faults, and no longer walk in shame but to walk with God. Lord Jesus, help me to be truly sorry for the times I hurt you and everyone around me through my sin. Help me to desire to be reconciled to you through a contrite heart and the sacrament of confession. The Eleventh Station, Jesus is nailed to the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. 
With three nails and a hammer, the tree of life is nailed to a tree that would bring about his death. It is sad how something so small as a nail can cause so much pain and death. Jesus, I want to be convicted of the small things I do that take me away from you. I want to be a loving, generous person in every little action, no matter what mood I'm in. As you are raised up, we remember how your father told Moses to raise up a serpent on a stick, and all who looked upon it after sin or sickness would be healed. We thank you for the cross that defeats all evil, and that the cross is where we look to for redemption and healing. Thank you for doing what we couldn't. Lord Jesus, help me not to drive the nails further by wandering away from you. Help me to recognize the power of my words and actions so that I do not drive nails into my friends and family with hurtful actions. Help me to be an agent of your redemption and healing by leading people to the cross. The twelfth station, Jesus dies on the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus is dead. He has taken his last breath. His heart no longer beats. His body hangs there, lifeless. The Jewish leaders who stood and watched the death of Christ unfold were satisfied that finally this rebel was done away with because his teachings and those following him would fade away. The Jewish leaders thought that they could finally get back to normal duties and comfortable lives. But suddenly, a darkness fell over the land, and the curtain that separated the Holy of Holies was torn in half. The earth shook violently. The veil was torn that separated God from his people. By Christ's death, he liberated us and made a way for all people to move from sin and death to everlasting life. What a gift to lay down one's life for others. How will I respond to this ultimate gift? Lord Jesus, Send your Holy Spirit to guide me in responding to you daily in prayer and worship and through my actions to your people. The 13th station, the body of Jesus is taken down from the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Joseph of Arimathea responded to your death with bold faith. He approached Pilate to ask if he could have the body of Jesus. He put his reputation, finances, and life in the line to give a gift to Jesus and his family and friends. Before Joseph was granted permission to take Jesus down, Pilate had to make sure the Lord was dead, so he had a soldier stab him in the side. As the spear pierced Jesus, the water and blood of mercy streamed out onto the ground. Thank you, Jesus, that even in the moment of death, you poured out your mercy upon our world. Your work was finished, and this cleansing was a sign of hope in the world's darkest moment. Lord Jesus, help me to be as bold in my faith as Joseph. Help me not to back down from challenges, to stand up for my faith, and to stand up for those around me, especially the most vulnerable. The 14th station, Jesus is laid in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Right after the death of Christ, his closest followers are left in Right after the death of Christ, his closest followers are left all alone. For the past few years, they gave up their livelihood and all they had to follow the Messiah. Now he has gone, and almost everyone has either forgotten or lost hope in the Lord's promise to return. 
the disciples during this time experienced an extreme feeling of being lost. Their future was unknown. They witnessed this man heal people and perform miracles, and all of a sudden, he is gone. The combination of anxiety, fear, and loneliness was fully felt between the death of Christ and his resurrection. Have I allowed myself the time to be still and patient for God? In areas of my life, am I still trying to find quick solutions for an easy and quick solutions for and easy and easy paths around a situation? How can I instead wait and allow God to move in my life? Lord Jesus, help me to find you in the stillness and quiet and await your coming. Help us to live lives worthy of our King. I lay my life before you. Thank you for finishing what you set out to do. Jesus, you went to the tomb without a word of protest, even though you were innocent. How many of us can say the same? All around us, people suffer and we fail to reach out to them. We fail to reach out in love to those who are closest to us. Lord, help us to walk our way of the cross with a little more faithfulness. You said that in order to follow to follow you, we must pick up our cross daily. Help us to recognize our crosses with joy, because in accepting them, we imitate your life. In imitating you, we will eventually share in your death and resurrection. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in Amen. peace. Oh, go in peace. Yes, do that too. Um, let's not. <laughs> I mean, we can stick around for a while. That's cool too. Whatever. Oh, man. No one listens to and, me anyway. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, Father, these are strange times. You know how I know they're strange times, and it has nothing to do with the virus. Okay, so uh, tell me. This is the first time we've ever prayed together. <laughs> it is. Wait, did we, wait, wait, wait. There was one time when we ate food together. Did we say prayers before we ate? No, no. What you say? Because <laughs> no, I don't think we did. I think we all said our own little prayers. So we prayed in vi- in the same vicinity as each other. Well, well, I think one time we might have prayed over our alcohol at the beer in, uh, at the alcohol in the bar in jest. Maybe. So maybe that counts. Maybe. Maybe. So maybe our second time, our first real time to pray together. Yeah. Ironically enough, uh, that's also the same for the Forte Catholic audience. I have, I think I've prayed once before this ever in the show's history. So strange uh, times indeed. Yeah, uh, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, well, I go, I hope you guys enjoyed praying along with us. I think the like we wanted we wanted to simulate this being being real, like you were going to your parish. So we didn't prepare this at all. I mean, obviously it was written. Like we weren't coming off the top of my head, but like we didn't practice this or go through anything. I think the funniest thing, Father, yeah. is uh, we we did, like we randomly said, okay, I'll do the first ones and you'll do the like odd and even, right? Right, right. Um, I got all the falling ones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought that was great. Well, uh, Father, thanks for praying with me, uh, guys that are listening or uh, on the podcast or watching on YouTube. Thanks for praying along with us um, during all this time. I, we're trying to we're trying to bring people joy. Uh, check out the podcast um, if you're not listening there. Uh, subscribe, give it a review. You know all the all the nice things that you all have time to do now. If you're just listening, you want to check out the YouTube. We are doing a lot more over there. Um, Forte Catholic on YouTube uh, and uh, Father Anthony. Thanks, man. You all are very welcome. Thank you. We're going to do the most Catholic thing ever and go from praying the Stations of the Cross to going to play video games. Yay. (laughs) All right. See you in a minute. Bye. Bye. The 13th Station.
the body of Jesus is taken down from the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. <laughs> so I had accidentally scrolled down a little bit too much, and I was like, 14th station, that's not right. Then there- but, you, but, you, but you know the words. <laughs> I do. I just thought I was ready. Apparently, I wasn't. So. Oh, good. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Let's try again.